0: Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media,
1: envisioning excellence on a global scale. For as long as people can remember, the idea of two podcasting superpowers joining forces. Actually, you know what? These two can do one. I did the intro to the episode one, and I still have not been paid. I was sent a check. I mean, who sends checks anymore? But it bounced. Cy sent it, and actually signed Mags's name in wax crayon. It's a bloody shambles. This is episode 10. I'm amazed people still listen. Honestly, Mags and Cy are a pair of complete proper dick splats. They can both eat it. I'm out of here. That's absolute gold. That's going on the intro to this week's episode, isn't (laughs) it? afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is Chain Wrestling with Mags and Sy. Uh, I am Cy, and with me as always, he is the salami to my big slab of fish. He is the kitchen sink to my toaster. He is the podfather himself uh mr Max, how are we doing my friend <laughs> <laughs> he's the salami
0: to my big fish wow uh yeah i'm doing good i'm in recovery mode from uh from la- yesterday uh being a very 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 old man it's hard work staying up for these doing repeat pay-per-views ah yes
1: yes <laughs> I mean, no no timeline context for everyone we're recording this on monday evening so yesterday or well, I was the early hours of this morning it would be would be the um wwe royal rumble show um mm. i stayed up to watch it as well mags i, did. Uh, I, I thought it was a, i thought it was a great show um what were your thoughts yeah um
0: I don't think there was a, a really a weak point in the show. I think it was one of the best shows that WWE put on in a long, long time. Um, I thought both the Rumble matches were really planned out and paced well. Uh, I loved the, a lot of the surprises we got. Uh, I think the, the, the winners made absolute sense. Uh, and even the matches in between, uh, I thought, uh, really kind of just uh, accentuated how good of a... a, a sure it was even though the the matchbook were potentially going to be like the the turn in the punch bowl with uh, Goldberg and Drew it did exactly what it needed to do Goldberg wasn't in the match too long he didn't injure anybody <laughs> he uh, didn't gas out and the right result happened so yeah I was really really impressed with the show last night
1: yeah yeah me um, I thought the ending was brilliant as well mm-hmm. <laughs> Orton going off being injured and so on um, I'm, I'm there thinking, oh, he's going to come back and win this bloody thing, isn't he? I did not get that ending coming at all. They completely got me with that. Yeah. So, am coming love, back, yes. I love the I fact see. that
0: Christian were back as well. Uh, oh, yeah. great callback. Uh, people like Victoria being back. Uh, someone who I, who I think has been uh, really, like, overlooked him when uh, WWE are bringing back legends for stuff. Uh, it, was, so it was really cool to see her... Um, yeah just a I, it's one of those rail rumbles where i would definitely go back and watch it again
1: yeah yeah definitely i really enjoyed it um you did a form of a live video or live stream or something like that wasn't it Max? talk us through that mate
0: yeah i was uh i was fortunate to be invited on um tom Collihue's uh watch along live stream for for the show uh tom uh is a a wrestling journalist he's worked for quite a few uh, wrestling uh, uh, websites and, and um, news outlets and uh, he's a, a, a local guy from, from Blackpool so yeah it was a I was given the honour of, of, of joining uh, his stream. I think we were only meant to be on for like an hour block, but we are having so much fun that we just sat through the whole of the show uh, yeah, and really kind of like picked it apart. Um, but yeah, that was great fun. Hopefully I'll be able to have the opportunity to do something like that again.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, I'm not sure that if I did anything like that, I'd be Interesting enough, because um, I just sit there in silence, staring, staring at the telly screen. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you'd Honestly, you, you'd me think so, I
0: mean it it'd been it's it's kind of ner- when you're doing watch long it's nerve wracking at the beginning because you think I've got to stay entertained, I've got to fill the void with uh, of silence with words, but it's it just ends up being like a natural conversation, like as if you're watching it with your mates, or if you're mm. watching it with like your misses, and and you just have that kind of conversation now. But yeah it was a I, had a I had a good time it really kind of enhanced watching the show so i yeah, will be, be glad to do it again
1: yeah i mean you mentioned there about like, watching it with the misses that's that's basically how i watched the show last night mm-hmm. i had my I did my standard uh pay-per-view sort of ritual i guess or timeline now um I, I can't hack staying up all night anymore i can't do it max <laughs> it's my birthday in a couple of weeks i'm 40 and i just can't do it mate <laughs> so i it's my birthday literally this time next week oh is it really oh, yeah. i think we spoke about this before didn't we your birthday is like a week before mine isn't it
0: yeah and it's my it's mrs mag's birthday tomorrow as well
1: uh, okay in yeah. fact yeah we did speak about this because your birthday is the eighth yeah correct yeah that's my middle daughter's birthday as well yeah <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So I was downstairs. Well, I I went to bed for a few hours, sort of prepare myself, ready for the uh, the pay per view. S- set me alarm for about half eleven. Got it. I, d- I don't tend to bother watching the pre shows too much, to be honest. Um, got to watch the event with the wife, and I woke my youngest daughter up, the the eleven year old Charlie, the wrestling mad one. Um, she likes to watch WrestleMania and the Rumble, but she doesn't tend to watch much else WWE anymore. Um, but I, I can't just have a conversation with the wife whilst we're watching wrestling like that, because my daughter still is, is, I like to think, very much believes, very much kayfabe rules in her mind. Oh. So um, I'm not 100% convinced if that's right. I think she's starting to suss a couple of bits and bobs out, <laughs> but I'm sort of hanging on to it for as long as I can. I mean, this is more important to me than the whole Father Christmas thing. Do you know what I mean, this is this yeah. is it, for me, you know, so. We basically have one conversation in the room, and a second conversation via our mobile phones. Where I sat on <laughs> me and Mojahifa sat on the same sofa, lit, you know, literally a couple of feet away, messaging each other because we don't want to say anything that might sort of
0: Give shatter the, the illusion. Away. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> mate,
1: exactly. So it's quite. A, but the problem is, I'm looking down at my phone, and I'm missing stuff on the telly because I'm messaging the wife back, and I'm getting the air off. Then do you know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, had a f- I had a few beers as well. Um, my nice little pretzel pieces that we discussed on Twitter. Lovely yeah,
0: stuff. Unfortunately, I didn't get to eat, man, because I was on a live stream, and uh, I don't think crunching some uh, honey mustard pretzel pieces would have made for
1: the best viewing. Oh, that's what your um, that's what your mute button's for, surely? Meat <laughs> pre- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just me crunching. Just a yeah. video of me crunching. Uh, after the the rumble, um, I actually felt wide awake, and and the Yokozuna documentary mm-hmm. came on straight after. So I ended up. <laughs> the wife went to, the wife said that watched that with me. She went to bed then. Um, after that, there was something else about Yokozuna talking to. It's like recapping the documentary, I guess. Um, and they had, they were speaking to Bret Hart uh, and so on. Um, so I ended up watching quite a big bit, big part of that as well. And then before I knew it, I could hear the birds chirping and the sun was coming up. And I was like, "Oh, sorry, you better go to bed." So now <laughs> I am, I am hanging out of my ass, now, Mags. It's seven o'clock the following day, and I am dying yeah. to put to put another sad twist on that story as well, mate. I'm in pain because I made the mistake of cooking myself a pizza when I was, shall we say, you know, slightly worse for wear after watching the Rumble and then em- em- emptying a few tins. Um, and I burnt my mouth. All the cheese slid off after the first bite, fell on my face, and, and my lips were swollen. And it <laughs> fucking hurts, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: there's there's very few things worse than
1: molten cheese. Oh. It absolutely stings. My I mean, lip um, is huge. It's like rain, I, 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 rains I, I, in the Last Man Standing match. i was swallowing his lip. Was that's what I look like. You, know? you, even
0: put, you even put the post up about uh, about Toasty. Surely that would have brought back
1: horrific memories of ah, that. Ah, we're coming to that, mate. We're coming to that. We're going to play a little game, Mags. Oh, wow. We're going to play a little game. And this is um, a, a little bit of context for everyone out there, I suppose, listening. Mags isn't aware of this. This is something that I've oh, put together um, just for a little bit of fun, I think. And it shows the high level of professionalism um, the high level of research that goes into chain wrestling every week. <laughs> um, I, I thought of this around 25 minutes ago, and uh, <laughs> and I thought it could be good for a giggle. We're going to play a little game, Mags, called Title or Toasty. Right? <laughs> um, imagine some dramatic quiz music coming in there. Because if I remember, <laughs> if I remember. I'm going to add some. All right? If I don't, if, if I, I don't remember,
0: remember, I'm going to add some. Oh, you'll hear that bit where he didn't
1: remember yeah yeah either way either way so if i remember imagine it if i don't remember just don't worry about it so <laughs> what we're going to do we're going to go through a couple of tweets we had from the people who the wonderful people in Twitterland who listen to our show um, and interact with us online and i'm going to give you their titles that they love and their favorite to- toasty filling and you just got to tell me which one you think is the best option, title or toasty. Because obviously, comparing a title belt to a toasted sandwich makes perfect, perfect sense. So All right, it does. <laughs> So we will start with uh, Mr. Colin Duff at Duffism 1981. He loves the WWF European title belt. Obviously retired quite a way back now. And his... belt? Oh yeah, I think so. I think so and his uh, toasty filling is burger cheese and beans and he says it's heart attack toasty but burger and toasty i'm not sure so mags for the first one title or toasty mate
0: okay so beans and cheese are uh, delicious in a toasty but that is the darting with death because the minute you bat it and if the toast is not sealed right or if it's still that like, piping on inside you are you are going to the hospital with third degree burns um burger mm, interesting is it a raw burger and he's hoping the toasty machine cooks the burger or is it pre-cooking the burger and putting it in this i think there's too many variables in there for me to to uh be happy is toasty choice but I do believe the, the European title is one of the more underrated titles uh, that WBF has certainly had. So being a European, I'm going to go with that. I
1: think he's, uh, his belt choice is better than his toasted choice. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, our good friend Matt Willis at the Matt Attack UK. Right, toasty um, choice because he picked the
0: fucking oval intercontinental title, <laughs> didn't he? I bet he, he did. That. His
1: title, his the title was tile. the Oval Icy tile. Attitude Belt. Yeah. Um, yeah, his toasty choice is cheese and red onion. Oh, so, I don't like
0: onion as well. Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, you're going to You're stumped, didn't you? See? Right, no, I, knew, gonna, I knew this game would be interesting. I'm going to go <laughs> for the toaster. But what I'm going to okay. do is I'm going to open
0: it up and I'm going to scrape the filling out and just have the the warm bread
1: because I'm Are not picking that up. Soggy bread with a bit of cheese. The hint of
0: cheese, like a, it's been in the same room as some cheese.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Philip Goad at Goad Philip, he says the WCW US title, or and this is an odd one for me, peanut butter and honey.
0: Oh, again, I mean, that's a nice sounding combination, but molten peanut butter, I think if you spilt that, it's burning it all through your, through your t-shirt and potentially through your chest. Um, I mean, there's a lot of love as well for that, for that WCW US title, but it's not one that I've really got a massive uh, affinity for. So I'm gonna risk it and go for, for the, the, the toaster. I would try that,
1: I think. See, I think that sounds very, very strange. But I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if our friend Philip um, is is from... He's he in control of his you.
0: faculties.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he, if he's from America, but it does sound quite an American thing for me. But mm. no, I mean, the US title belt for me, that's that's one of my favourite titles. Mm. So that would be my pick if I was playing. But it's not, it's not Mags, is it? It's, it's you that's playing, mate. It's your picks. So uh, our friend William Kitchen mm. at the Appliance 180... The original N.W.A. 10 pounds of gold title, or chicken tikka, onion, and jalapeno. Oh, a bit spicy one there, Max. Oh,
0: now if it why bring onion into the equation? If they left it at tikka and jalapeno, that's a banger. Uh, but the 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 domed um, N.W.A. towel is a quality belt. Uh, so even without the onion,
1: I would have gone with that belt before the toaster. okie doke, okie doke. Last couple. Uh, the 90s wrestling podcast at 90s wrestling pod the WWF winged eagle um, or cheese and bacon oh hmm
0: that's a hard choice because I really do like the, the winged eagle
1: yeah mm-hmm. I'm going to go
0: I'm, I'm going to stick with the, with the belt that's a, a quality pick of a belt
1: okie doke um we have a couple very similar uh, our friend young conrad at el compact two newt the iwgp ice intercontinental title and ham and cheese uh, okay. and mark bowen at mark big potatoes ham and cheese or the big gold
0: right, well i've never been a massive fan of the big gold uh, so for for marks i'll i'll certainly go with uh with the the toaster uh Conrad's is a different colour of fish because I do like the RWGP the Intercontinental Title, but the one that they've got now is a is a, a Pakistani replica because uh, NATO destroyed the original and they they didn't have the, the rights to get uh, a genuine uh uh replacement made because they were in a dispute with the, the the owner of the design. Um so yeah, um I'm gonna have to go with the Torty on that because it's a it's rocking around with a replica belt
1: mate how can you not like the big gold that's my favorite i love it
0: well you, you're allowed to be wrong salmon <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> uh last one then well one of the last two i suppose uh my daughter liv decided she wanted to play um okay. she hasn't got a twitter at the moment so it is literally liv who is at <laughs> my my house i guess um <laughs> the NWA British Commonwealth title she picked online from a picture and then I couldn't identify what it was so I had to ask and thankfully you and UTT Rob let me know what title that was Uh, cheese chorizo pineapple and beans oh that's uh, I mean
0: beans beans in there yeah beans Mm. in there mate And, and warm pineapple I mean, I don't mind pineapple on a pizza per se, but I think it... Mm. Yeah, I'd have to go with the title. I think your daughter may have, have
1: disgusting tasting toasties. <laughs> I'll tell her that, mate. She's quite tough. She'll come and find you. Um, <laughs> now, this makes it very, very interesting, because that means it's four for title, four for toasty. Can everyone feel the suspense? Is everyone on the edge of their seats with this? is it that tense at home as it is here <laughs> I'm um, feeling tense the last one uh, comes from um, some fella at DJ Kirby I think it's it says gonna, it's gonna uh, be a draw because I can't pick between our of them one of them's got to go make the red block I title or staking stilton these were your choices one of them's got to go I
0: mean how good does a steak in Stilton toasty sound though? I
1: don't know I don't know I've never had it
0: no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but how do you like steak? Do you like Stilton? Mash the two together. Uh, yeah,
1: okay. yeah, fair point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's. I I went and where I'm away to find a uh, a copy of the 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 Intercontinental Title. It took me a long time to find one. Um. So yeah, I've got to go with that title. It's 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 the most beautiful title that there's ever
1: been in wrestling. There we go. Title takes it five to four, Mags. Title takes it five to four. You can forget about the likes of Conrad Thompson and his team of researchers doing. in-depth analysis and talking to people and finding out the stories of what went on behind the scenes you can forget about listening to the guys like eric bischoff and numerous other podcasts filling you in with all the details of backstage goings on chain wrestling with mags and si is where it's at because you don't get title versus toasty with any of conrad thompson or anyone else's podcasts yeah
0: i mean you can listen to good cop bad cop the brain buster boys you're not going to get this kind of in-depth analysis of, of uh, food versus uh, accomplishments kind of talk. So, yeah, we, we're we very, very unique.
1: There we go, mate. There we go. Okay. Um, shall we talk a little wrestling now, hey, bud? Let's do it. Okay. Um, the Twitter poll we ran last week with two kind of – daft selections i guess i think the better of the two won thankfully i mean that's the one i voted for i voted for your selection <laughs> yourself
0: it was a very um, close uh a close poll as well i think there were a point where it was literally neck and neck
1: it was. It was for quite a while, yeah. Um, my wife tried very hard to stitch me up because I made the mistake of telling her I really don't want to watch the Punjabi prison match. <laughs> so, within, I reckon, 90 seconds, that one had an additional vote, which I know it was her. I know it was her. Um, <laughs> but I, in a way, though, mate, she, she realised today as well. She shoots herself in the foot because I put it on downstairs. She has and to watch it. She the has to watch day. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Makes More no sense. <laughs> no there we go um but yeah so no mercy 1999 mm-hmm. october the 17th 1999 from the Gund Arena in cleveland ohio the oh, really? intercontinental title match between china and jeff jarrett that had a very unique stipulation i guess um do you wanna, it seems as your pick mags do you want to explain a little bit about the stipulation and uh, what was different about this contest <laughs>
0: Okay, so going into this match, uh, Jeff Jarrett's uh, character and kind of a. Uh, uh, um merged into like a almost a misogynistic uh, character who was uh, talking to women uh, as if they were proper t- telling them that uh, they shouldn't be in the wrestling ring um that they should be um in the kitchen uh, that men were the the dominant species and um it all stemmed from him basically facing China at the at the previous pay per view uh where uh China beat him by DQ, I think. Um so she wanted a rematch for a title, uh, which she ended up uh, getting after um Tom Pritchard, who was one of the scab referees on, on the side of uh Jeff Jarrett hit China with a with a guitar which made her land on, on Jeff and, and get the pin. Um uh, but yeah this was all based around uh Jeff Jarrett thinking he was superior to women and China um being able to to beat him, and in the run up to it, we got Jeff attacking um, all pretty much all the women on the roster, beating up Moolah uh, and Mae Young, um, and then China kind of coming back and getting uh, recompense, uh, and then it led to uh, China accepting Jeff's uh, challenge of a good housekeeping keeping match, where basically everything uh, that was a household item was fair game uh, in this. I want to say hardcore but it wasn't really hardcore in, in the, the terms that we know it But uh, uh, pretty much a weapons match um, thankfully it didn't last that long uh, but there is a little bit of backstory to why this match was actually happening uh, Jeff Jarrett was was actually out of contract with the, the WWF and obviously being the intercontinental title he, he had to drop it and Vince, being Vince wanted to uh, embarrass him on the way out as Vince tends to do uh, and and
1: this is where we got to. Yeah. Yeah. Um he was I think his contract expired I think it might have even been the day before Yes, yeah,
0: it was, yeah. Didn't
1: he, in the stories by um Jarrett being a little bit of a cheeky scamp and holding yeah, up um, for a bit more money.
0: Um door stories on uh, from from what I know of the situation uh, uh, are not the entire facts so Jarrett did say to vince that he wanted uh three hundred thousand uh for for the uh for basically to leave but the the fact is that he was actually owed a lot more by by uh wwe or WWF at the time uh he he actually didn't hold vince up for for the money at all he basically said uh uh, he was owed money for August, September, uh, and uh, October uh, for for his, for the work he'd done and the house shows that he'd, he'd, he'd been on. And he, he said it was actually a lot more than the three hundred thousand. He said, but just to make it easier, if you if we just round it down to three hundred thousand, we'll we'll go on our way. Um, and basically, it, it it got out after the after the fact that that uh, Jarrett held Vince up for money. I think that was just for for mainly for Vince to save face. But um, yeah, he was actually owed uh, a lot more money than that, and he just he just wanted to kind of like cut the 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 link between him and, and WWE he said he would Vince offered him a contract. He said, I'm not going to sign it. Write the check. You go your way. I'll go my way. It's a, an easy separation. We don't have to like go through the rigmarole of, uh, of waiting on paydays and stuff like that. So yeah, I think uh, Jeff Jarrett in this situation certainly has been painted as a, uh, as a bad guy when he, I don't think he actually was.
1: No. Okay. Fair enough. I and mean, he got some stock options as well i think at some Mm -hmm. stage and yeah um and he he basically turned up on wcw nitro the following day after this event didn't he and started a wonderful uh wonderful main event run that included vince russo david arquette and triple cages and so on which was not, yeah which was strange (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the, the match itself um starts off with I suppose it's a typical wrestling joke, isn't it? They're, they are using literally everything, including the kitchen sink, because Jarrett does bring down the kitchen sink. And
0: um what I did notice though, and I pointed out to to the missus when we were watching it, how big are the plug holes for American sinks?
1: Yeah, don't they have like waste disposal bits as well I mean, though, or I, something?
0: I could fit my head through one of those plug holes. <laughs>
1: Mate, well, I need a bigger plug hole here, I reckon, because mine keeps clogging up. You know, whenever I make something to eat, when I've had a few beers, like it, it's it's all bunged up and shit. The wife reckons it's because I'm just not washing stuff up properly and chucking food down. It and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, probably just tipping tipping melted cheese down it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no melted cheese. I tipped down my face. Honestly, my lip is so <laughs> frickin' sore, man. <laughs> um, Jerry Lawler is well, he's loving the opportunity to throw out some of his his one liners, his jokes that he's probably had stored in his mind for a long old time waiting for just the right opportunity
0: I don't um, even think I don't even think that was uh, just Jerry Lola because uh, Jim Ross tried it a lot as well I think he said the uh, uh, there was what one line and, and it's it's actually escaped me the line what he said but he well, the, the, you've got to break a few eggs to make an omelette line he must have repeated that about three or four times because he didn't get a reaction the first time so he had to keep going and going until he got a reaction but yeah um <laughs> Jerry Lawler absolutely loved this. The part with the fish, my God, he was rhyming off all his fish puns that he could come up with. And then when we got to the, the salami bit, my God, he, he must have had a fit coming up with all the the the, story, the, the, the jokes for, for a, a salami.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, um, that China uses a can opener for eggs was another one. Um, yeah. And she wonders how public restrooms are kept so clean, insinuating that her house is gross, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah, Tyler hits Jeff with the salami, a frying pan, a loose eat, um, then goes for an elbow drop off the top through a table on the floor and kind of hits, uh, I guess it's oil or, or whatever they've spilt on the, the table and almost slides off while she's yeah. trying to hit this elbow, doesn't she?
0: Well, one one thing as well, what I noticed about this elbow drop, and it actually annoyed me, was if Jeff hadn't have moved, she wouldn't have landed the elbow drop anyway. She would have landed basically on top of Jeff, uh, arse first. So it was a really poor elbow drop. Uh, but yeah, that led to one of Jeff's few kind of uh, uh, offences. Uh, he was able to 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 pay channel a little bit back, but this was typically a match to embarrass Jeff on the way out. The things he got hit with. I mean, the the toilet seat shot was brilliant. I actually, just cracked him with it, and the and the the lid came off, and he was just there walking around with the with the the, the seat part around his neck, just absolutely brilliant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely um and then i suppose being a vince mcmahon production we get eggs and flour and more mm-hmm. food involved because apparently he loves a bloody good food fight doesn't he um china ends up in a figure four for what seems like half of my life yeah. she's in this movie for a bloody long time isn't she? certainly yeah. half of the match. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Jeff Jarrett ends up taking, I don't know, what was it? tongs.
0: Yeah. He, Straight he, on. He asks uh,
1: Miss Kitty for, for a weapon and she
0: gives him the tongue and he's like, what the fuck's these? What am I meant to do with these? But it ended up working out because he, uh, he ended up getting tongues to the dick. tongs to the dick?
1: Speaking of um, Miss Kitty, actually, <laughs> how much arse is on display in this match? China's effectively wrestling in a fong. Um, Miss Kitty is wearing a skirt that I'm assuming she's ordered it from Wish as opposed to somewhere (laughs) better. And it's arrived and it's far too small. But she's thought, you know what, sod it. I'm going to wear it out there anyway. Because it just doesn't cover her butt cheeks at all. You know, Don't get me wrong. She's a very attractive lady. But again, this is 1999. I'm sat there watching this with one of my daughters walking through the room. A little bit awkward in 2021, you know?
0: (laughs) It's the... The attitude area has not aged well. No. It certainly and not uh, Yeah, this this was yeah, it was quite cringy to watch. Uh especially when uh, Miss Kitty gets dumped with the eggs all over her face. Um it kind of looked like maybe it was something else that was there, but yeah, we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what Miss Kitty really added to it today because I'm sure after this uh this program Uh, Obviously, Jeff leaves, but she stays, and I'm sure she becomes like basically a mini version of China.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she ends up working with China and dresses like her and has the same hair color and so on. And she was effectively only employed because because Jerry Lawler was was he married to her or was he just living together? I think
0: think so. I think it was. I think he was married to her.
1: Mm, Because he left when she got fired, didn't he?
0: Yeah. Uh, And yeah, he walked out, and then he came back. Uh, and really tried to like get a a um, job back, but he
1: he wasn't able to. I don't think. No, nah, and then she was she jumping the bones some other chat, was not she? Yeah, yeah. Poor Jerry, hey, poor Jerry. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got the, the the fongs all over the place, and and the tongs on Jeff Jarrett's ball bag. Um, then we get just to add a little bit more chaos, we get a ref bump as well, Mags. Yeah, well, if you well, if actually, you don't see enough ref
0: bumps, <laughs> do Before that, we get uh, China par facing Jarrett a couple of times, and then oh, we yeah. get a delicious cake, which uh, I thought they were going to share and maybe have a slice, but no. China goes for the pedigree, which uh, which uh, Jarrett is able to to counter. China gets cake all up her back, which. Uh, Probably got in some areas that maybe uh, was a little bit difficult to get out of. Uh, but then he does the the slingshot, and uh, there's a uh, Teddy Long. Uh, it, this is way before his a uh, holla holler. holla. Holler, uh, you're going in a one on one with the Undertaker days. This was a referee uh, Teddy Long, and he uh, he gets squashed in the corner, which leads to uh, Jarrett trying to use the 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 RC towel. As a weapon, clocks Chana and gets the pin, but then inexplicably, Teddy Long has a change of heart and then chases after Jarrett and says, "No, that don't count. Even though I pinned, I counted the pin myself. That don't count because
1: you used (laughs) Uh,
0: the RC title, and that is not a household item.
1: So, see, I I'm going to contest this a little bit here. Okay, Mm -hmm. not a household item. Jerry Lawler points out. Jeff Jarrett's house that's a household item because he's got it in his house you've got an IC title in your house so to you that's a a household item so I think that the WWF have let everybody down here by not making the rules to this incredibly intense and um high stakes contest clearer for everyone
0: yeah there was there was certainly around this time an issue with uh referees kind of uh overstepping the boundaries I I was always uh, Brought up in wrestling To say The referee's decision Is is final And if he misses something It's tough A little bit tough But in the build up To this match We see uh, uh, China get a victory Over um, Jeff Jarrett But then Tom Pritchard, the scab referee, comes down and shows the referee some video footage, and then that referee then uh, 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 disqualifies China, and in this one, Teddy Long had done the three count, the bell had rung, we got Jeff Jarrett's music, that was the match over and done. Jeff Jarrett should have left the company with the IC title. I mean, taking that <laughs> title away would have would have been absolutely fine with me. Uh, but no, he decides to, uh, to uh, restart the match, um, and then we get China being allowed to use a guitar, which if an R.C. title is not a household um, item, is a guitar a household item? It's it's in that same kind of grey area, but Teddy's not bothered about that. Teddy's obviously a biased uh, to China referee, allows it, and China gets the win.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've got, well, not me, my my son as well, we've got uh, five guitars in the house, I think. (laughs) So for us, I suppose it would be a household item. Yes. Um, so I, I guess, but again, it just makes no sense. It's just daft, isn't it? It's just daft. I mean, I don't. I, we can't critique this like we're talking about Flair Steamboat, can we, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know why I'm trying to apply logic to this. But it's it's just daft. It's just silly. Um, and also on, on the thing of household items, it does. I mean, I'm guessing this was written and produced by um pritchard if he was there or mcmahon himself and so on um is their house just one great big kitchen because it seems that household (laughs) items you know it seems like household items to them are just from the kitchen
0: yeah you know uh, there was no tv
1: there was uh, there was no
0: coffee table
1: i mean this is 1999 there was a banana there was a one of those big old chunky uh vcrs that would have done some real damage if you mm-hmm. if you'd wedded someone right in the head with an old video player you've won that match man do you know what i mean? <laughs> and,
0: and how classless were they because they weren't a bookshelf there were no books there were no uh records there were there were no videotapes yeah no. Uh, yeah I, I, I think it just shows that maybe americans
1: are, are not as classy as they make out well they just live in the kitchen yeah that's it they will just live in the kitchen eating bananas playing guitars wearing title belts that's yeah. what they do in their kitchen so <laughs> um, so yeah that, that's what brings us to the end of that crazy little what was it eight minutes or so contest uh, i crazy. think
0: about yeah th- about eight nine minutes something like that uh and and as stupid as it was and believe me this was stupid you were not missing anything if you don't give this a watch uh <laughs> it it does kind of like um rubber stamp what um a crazy and and kind of like trailblazing year that, that China had uh she was uh in the the first ever woman in a royal rumble she was the first ever woman to qualify for the king of the ring uh, earlier in the year she was the first ever uh, female to be number one contender for the uh, WF world title and in this match she became the the first female to ever hold uh, a, a, a single and I think she's still the only one to ever hold a, a, a men's singles title so she really kind of like trailed uh, a blaze here and, and even though it, it was on the back of of this ridiculous match she still went on to have a really good like interesting feud with with chris jericho over the next couple of months uh, so yeah even though it is daft it, it is kind of like really important in in the kind of grand scheme of wrestling
1: yeah and and the crowd reaction that she gets as well when her music hits and when she actually gets the win mm-hmm. it's quite it's quite spectacular i mean she was so over wasn't she yeah um i'll, I'll, I'll I'll admit, I, I'm, I'm not a massive China fan. I don't want to be sort of seen talking ill of the dead, I guess, as some people might say, but I'm not a big China fan. I never really I never really got it. Um, I guess it was all because, you know, she was a lady battling the men. I appreciate that, but I didn't think she was that good a wrestler, and that's all I really cared about, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean,
0: um, I, at the time, I was... Uh... I was not the hugest China fan. It's only like afterwards when you realise kind of uh just the the, the boundaries that she broke down, um the how important she was to to the wrestling. But yeah, in terms of in the ring, yeah, she was she was not the best, but she was she wasn't really she didn't really need to be, if you know what I mean. She was there as as essentially as muscle.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I suppose shortcuts like in this match as well I guess um walking round, well her and Miss Kitty bearing arse arse out yep grabbing dicks with tongs so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um as always bud we rate these things out of 10 here don't we uh do you want to go first or second Max? yeah I'm happy to go first uh this is it was
0: a fun watch it's but it's never going to be like and it's never going to break the Dave Meltzer scale out I'll give it a 5 out of 10, I think. I don't think it's it's worth much more than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got 5 as well, so I think we're, we're back to agreeing again. Mm-hmm. Um, 5 was the sort of starting point for chain wrestling, wasn't it, with the, yeah. the Steiner, Booker T, straight jacket, steel cage match. I still can't get the name of that match out right, without giggling at it. I um, think that and match is that a better fight. match
0: than this in terms of wrestling,
1: because this wasn't yeah. wrestling really. There was, what
0: maybe two actual wrestling moves. that would just hit Jarrett with as many concussion um, type attacks as possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so, mate. I think so. Uh, okay. So there we go. That covers today's topic. I suppose we need to have a little look at where the chain takes us next. Um, do you, again, do you want to go first or second this time, Mags?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'm happy to go first. I've got two. I'm uh, contemplating. Um, one it links to uh the the story that Jeff Jarrett held up Vince McMahon for money there's uh, another really famous uh, story about Vince uh being held up from another one that's kind of not exactly true if you believe uh if you listen to just vince's side of the story uh and that's uh under uh ultimate warrior trying to hold vince up for his uh his wrestlemania seven payday uh going into summerslam 1991 where he would uh he would um be uh, part of the match made in heaven match made in hell kind of a double main event there um and he was what fired the day after i believe or at least put on suspension the day after um but the one i'm actually going to go with and this is a a tenuous link uh so you'll have to bear with me um no problem so we've got china china after after wrestling went on to uh caught a little bit of controversy when she uh she started starring in some uh, what we call in, in England blue movies, a little bit of a uh, mucky movies.
1: Um, Are you just link into a porn film, Max. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Is no. that the end of your link right there? We're going to watch that one means. night in China or whatever it's called. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if if that's what wins the vote, uh, no, no, absolutely not. Uh, and there's um so we've got China went on after wrestling to to being uh, a couple of mucky movies perhaps. Uh, and another famous female um, talent in the WBF, uh, another famous uh, talent who was a really big star with their, in their time in WBF, uh, once they were out of the businesses, also got on to make uh, uh, some mucky movies, and that's Sonny. Um, now, Sonny, uh, I don't know if you're aware, didn't wrestle that much, so there's not a lot of uh, Sonny matches that we can link it to, but she was... Uh, the, a focus point of one of the the more heated rivals uh, rivalries in wrestling uh, in wrestling history. Even uh, when she was uh, alluded to in the Bret Hart and and Shaw Michaels story, if you remember, um, Bret was was rumoured to have had an affair with Sunny, and Shaw Michaels took great pleasure in bringing it up uh, with his uh, flippant comment about Bret having a lot more sunny days ahead. Um so that <laughs> that links me to uh one of the more controversial things that's ever happened in wrestling uh I think we should visit the survivor series nineteen ninety seven and the match that is commonly known as the Montreal screw job
1: oh why why? I'll tell you what, it doesn't really matter what I put up against that, because that's just gonna win, mate. That's a, that's a great shot. <laughs> I mean the, the link thing
0: is ten- well, it's... the link was tenuous, but it got there.
1: <laughs> hey, any he mention of Sunny, I'm happy with that. You know, Sunny in ninety-six when she was like right at her peak. I was fifteen then, mate. That's the, I was all about Sunny. I adored her. Yeah. <laughs> um that's, that's that's a great shape. I mean, it's, it's also a really really good match before the the, before the script, controversial yeah. ending happens. Yeah, so that's a great that that is. Well, oh fucking that's brilliant. Uh, okay, shall we have a little look at what I'm going to put up against it?
0: Yep, let's go. Let's. Um, how do you link this to Hogan versus Slaughter?
1: Who says I'm going to? I actually thought about that. I actually thought about starting to link things to Hogan Yokozuna because that's equally as bad. but this uh, no mercy event in 99 was October the 17th. I think I said, wasn't it? Uh, 1999. And it was in the Gund arena in Cleveland, Ohio, virtually 20 years to the day later, October 18th, 2019, um, in the Gund arena, Cleveland, Ohio, we had Celine Dion performing, Max. Are you a big Celine Dion fan, Max? Um,
0: no, no, no. I know. Me. I know some of the songs. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, a, a, like, I'm not uncultured, but yeah. See, I wouldn't go out of my way to add it to my Spotify playlist.
1: No, I. I, I cannot stand it. That warbling and all that. Ah,
0: you no. <laughs> fall wherever you are
1: <laughs> that's absolute gold that's going on in the intro to this week's episode the the gundarina in cleveland hosted no mercy 20 years to the day hosted Celine dion's courage world tour um do you know what else was a bit of a courage world tour mags is it when Hogan saved the world? When Hulk Hogan saved us all from the evil Iraqi forces in 1991 at WrestleMania 7, mate. So I just put it up against your pick, because your pick is so good. So I'd go for it this week. Do you want to? No, I've got something even worse, actually.
0: Got <laughs> even, even worse? This must be bad. This must okay. be bad.
1: It's to do with jeff jarrett leaving the wwf and going to wcw Mm -hmm. Um, we mentioned earlier that he got involved in the world title scene quite quickly um yeah jarrett is the main link he won one of his world titles at slambury 2000 in a triple cage ready-to-rumble match with David Arquette and Diamond Dallas Page. So I would like to go back to Slamboree 2000 and see David Arquette as our reigning and defending World Heavyweight Champion, taking on Jeff Jarrett and Diamond Dallas Page in a triple cage match. That is my suggestion, mate. Slamboree 2000.
0: May may the Lord have mercy on your soul for for (laughs) suggesting that.
1: Of why we're going to Survivor Series '97, mate. If anyone votes for <laughs> Slambergie '2000, then I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. You know, if, my
0: if wife they do, they, they, If they, they do, they, they're not a fan of the show. They're doing it to torment
1: us, <laughs> <laughs> which I think. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, you know, my, my wife included. She votes for the one that I, she thinks would be the least enjoyable for us. <laughs> so, <laughs> completely stitches us up. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's that sort of brings us to the end of our. Of our show today, Mags. Uh, Episode 10, mate. Episode 10 of Chain Wrestling today. Gone so quick. 10 whole
0: weeks. I mean, wow. Just wait till the next 10 folks. We're going to bring you some real shit.
1: (laughs) Uh, Before we go, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Mr. Benny Mac, who... Has been helpful in doing little voiceovers and so on for intros in the episodes that I've used on episode one and a few others. Uh, you'll probably hear him again at the start of this intro. So you can find Benny on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and it's the Benny Max show. But Benny is B E Triple N He's got a radio show on a Monday evening from, I believe it's nine till eleven. Um, does various gaming streams and podcasts and so on. Well worth checking out Benny's work. He's he's a good friend of the show, a good friend of mine. So I want say thank you to Benny for his help with the with the intros that we use some weeks. Um, Absolutely. And on that note of social media stuff, Max, where can people find you, my friend?
0: Okay, no messing about this week. You can find me at DEJ Kirkby, where I do plenty of uh of wrestling and um other content. So yeah, definitely come in uh come and give me a follow on Twitter, come and check out some of my
1: content, it will be greatly appreciated. Awesome stuff. Okay, and finally, one more time, your uh, your options for next week's topic, please go and find the the tweet, um, normally the episode tweet will have the poll attached to it in the following tweet, so it's quite simple to find on Twitter, um, on at chain underscore wrestling you have the Montreal Screwjob from Survivor Series 1997 and you have the Triple Cage match from Slamboree 2000 with David Arquette as world champion um, oh, you could talk of glorious stuff mate glorious stuff Um, thank you very much again for listening you can find me at SJP Words on Twitter the show again at Chain underscore Wrestling I'm off to cut another check for Benny Mack, the voiceover guy and Mags I will speak to you next week
0: yeah speak to you soon
1: ta da ta